Frontier Fighters. Frontier Fighters, chronicles of the heroic deeds, trials, and hardships of the men and women who fought and triumphed that the West might live. Enshrined forever in the hearts of those sons and daughters who claim the West is Eliza Ann Brooks, the pioneer mother. In 1849, her husband went to California to prospect for gold. Writing from Butte County in 1852 to his wife and family in Michigan, So my dear wife and my beloved children... If you were all here with me, I know that I could make California my home. May God speed that day when we'll all be together under one roof. Kiss the babies for me, your loving husband and father. Father wants us to come to California? Mother, are we going? It's been more than two years since we've seen our father. And if we'd start right now, it's only just It's only 3,000 miles across mountains, plains, prairies, and deserts. It's no excursion, son. I ain't afraid. I can shoot straight, drive a team. I don't get tired, and I'm not a big eater. You are your father's son. You're not just 13, a boy. You're a man. Stand up, Elisha. I'm big for my age. Feel my muscle, Mom. Some folks would be saying I'm a fool taking chances with a boy and five little ones. But the Lord is our shepherd, Elisha. And somehow, some way, he'll lead us to your father in California. Two weeks from the day that she made her decision, Mrs. Brooks put all her worldly possessions and her six children in a covered wagon and was ready to make the start. At her side was her boy, Elisha, and the man she hired to go as far as the Platte River with her. The wagon was drawn by four oxen. Two cows were taken along to supply milk for the children. The departure should have been most auspicious, but the know-it-alls predicted the most dismal kind of failure for the adventure. Mrs. Brooks, I tell you, you're just a-flying in the face of Providence. Eliza Ann, you must be mad risking the lives of six little children. Only four of us is little. I'm 13 and Sister Margaret's 11. You're leaving a good home and farm in Michigan. The Lord knows for what. A wife has a right to be where her husband is. He can't come to me, so we're a-going to him. All right, Jim, let's get going. Sun's just arising. It's a good omen. Come on, come on. You've been good friends and neighbors, and I'm thanking you for it. We'll write you when we get to California. Goodbye. 
she's a mighty brave little woman. She's a mighty brave little fool, if you're asking me. Well, I ain't for her going, but fools do step in where angels fear to tread and find tomorrow's holding out a mighty big blessing. The road to the Missouri River was in the poorest possible condition, and the party was forced to struggle through mire and bogs caused by heavy rain. While crossing Iowa, the children became ill with measles, and one night the hired man began to grumble. I ain't afeard of catching them measles, Mrs. Brooks, but I don't see no sense in just a sitting here in the middle of the prairie. You can't jog along roads like this with children burning up with fever. Well, if you're wasting a week of my time, I'll be expecting pay for it when we get to Council Bluffs. You'll get every penny, do you? Ma, Ma, Sister Margaret's out of her head with the fever. I've got a spell of nursing to do, Jim. You keep your eye peeled for Indians. And I'm warning you to keep away from the bottle. Oh, I ain't a drinking man regular, Mrs. Brooks. Just take a nip to keep my stomach in condition. Ma, you reckon I'm going to get the measles, too? No, son. I reckon you've passed the time for catching them. Here, Margaret, take some of this sassafras tea. It's so hot. Everything's hot. Get me a cold drink from the well. Drink this sassafras tea, and in the morning you'll feel better. Cold water from the well, Ma. Water. Yes, Sister Margaret's hit mighty hard. She'll come through just like the others. Engine! Engine! Oh. Get ready for a fight! I got my gun ready. Here's one for you, Ma. We'll talk trade first. If that fails, we'll fight. Give me that strip blanket. Go a lot of pint of sugar. Bring me that box of colored beef. First beef. Now, Indian. The Lord sustain. How many papooses you got? Two. Put down your gun, Jim. You too, Elisha. Two children, one squaw, one brave. Give you good pony for brave. Two good ponies for squaw. Give you fine blanket. See it? Much money cost beads. See it? And all of it big pint of sugar to go away. White squaw no want to trade. Just give presents. White squaw fool. Ponies much better than little squaws. Or braves, give all of presents. Indian, go again on march. So be it. I have spoken. Mm. So be it. I have spoken. Jim, fork over them presents to the chief. Mm. Mm. Sugar is sweet. Beads bright. Blanket good. Goya, up, Goya. You all right, Mom? Steady there, Mrs. Brooks. Better take a nip of this here liquor. I'm all right. Elisha, you and Jim had better keep a watch right through the night. If Margaret's fever breaks, morning will see us out on the road again. Don't you think we better turn back, ma'am? We're never turning back. Elisha's father married a woman who ain't afraid to fight. Council Bluffs was reached after many weary days. There, Eliza Ann Brooks lost her hired men. But Elisha stepped into his place in the driver's seat, and the journey continued. As they followed the Platte River, they began to see the graves of those who had died from cholera. But on and on they drove, never fearing, always trusting in the providence that was to guide them to California. During the night, while waiting for the ferry to take them across the Platte River... Ma, sounds like thunder. If it's going to rain, we'd better get some of this canvas tacked down. 
It ain't thunder in the heavens we're hearing, son. Mama, what's that funny noise? I don't know, Margaret. Lysha, stick your head out and see if the sky's clear. It might be rain thunder at that. Sky's clear, Ma, but there's a powerful lot of dust going in from off the west. <gasps> Margaret, you watch over the children. All right. Elisha, bring your gun. I think I know what that noise is. You think it's Indians, Ma? No, son. Looks to me like a buffalo stampede. And us right in the path of it. Ma, what are we going to do? Stand our ground. Trust in the Lord to show us a way to divide that herd. So no harm will come to any of us. I can see them now, Ma. Hundreds of them are coming. All right, Elisha. Let's start walking toward that herd. Ma, what if... There's no ifs now, son. We're going to pick off the leaders of that herd just as soon as we can sight them. All right, son. And remember... Every bullet's got a count. Ma, they're separated. They're running every which way now. Some of them's turning back. They're running, Ma. Lickety split. Ma, we run out. We run out, son, for tonight. But let's not crow too soon. We've got a good 2,000 miles to go yet. And the way is going to be mighty hard. Storms, wolves, thunder. The cattle waxed lean and grew weak because the land was picked bare of grass for the hungry stock of the thousands ahead of them. A plague of grasshoppers dimmed the light of the sun. The brackish water was hardly fit to drink. And one day under a scorching August sun, the two cows died. Fifty dust-choking, tortuous miles and two of the four oxen dropped in their tracks, dead of starvation. There remained but one thing for Mrs. Brooks to do. Mama, don't throw all those pretty things away. Everything's got to go that ain't of some use. You're going to throw out that good mahogany chair Grandma gave us? Everything that's of no use. Just our clothes, drinking water, bedding and pots and pans is all we're keeping. Mom, what are we going to do when the food we've got left is gone and there ain't no more water? Elisha. That food we got left, and the water, too, is manna from the hand of man. What comes now has got to be manna from heaven. More weary weeks while the little party crept along over the sands of the desert. On every side now were freshly dug graves grim reminders of those who had lost their fight with the desert. Then, one day after crossing the Humboldt River, young Elisha called to his mother. Ma! Ma, there's a rider coming toward our camp. He's on a horse and leading two or three other pack mules. Can't you make out his face yet? I'll run ahead of Pete and see if he might spare us a little food. All right, Elisha. Hi, mister! Mister! Hi! Ma! It's our father! It's father! Come to meet us! Oh, God be thanked! God be thanked! Elisha! Elijah! Father! Don't know how good it is to see you all. Oh, Elijah. Oh, Elijah. Are you all well? Are the children all right? Yes, Elisha. We're all right. Praise heaven for that. How did you ever find us, Elisha? I don't know. I don't know, I'm sure. Something just seemed to be guiding me along this route. Yes. Yes, I know. You know? My prayers guided you to us, Elisha. Ma, maybe Father is that manna from heaven you prayed for. Yes. Yes, my son. I know he is.
Elisha Brooks Sr. arrived just in the nick of time as his pitiful little family eked out the last portions of food and water. And with this last-minute rescue, he provided a thrilling and historically true climax to our story. The Brooks family had little trouble in crossing the Sierras and in a few days reached Butte County, California, where they made their new home. It has been our privilege to salute a courageous, spiritual pioneer mother, Eliza Ann Brooks, one of the truest of all frontier fighters.